stop taking pills. <laughs> I have people that take more pills for the side effects of the pills that they shouldn't be taking in the first place. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the Jeff Mara podcast. Today we have an amazing guest. His name is Chris Lee. He is a Canadian clinical hypnotherapist specializing in his method of past life regression therapy. And he is going to explain to us how to learn his system. He has toured six countries presenting his talk, Life in the Past Lane, over 225 times where he explains what he does, how he does it, and the benefits of his methods. For the last seven years, he's trained many people, teaching them to do what he does to help people. He has also written four books in his series called Life in the Past Lane, with two more coming. And so with all of that, let me introduce you to the one and only Chris Lee. Chris, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you being here today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, Jeff. And what it's all about is that we already chatted a bit before, but yes, what it is, I'm a clinical past life, a hypnotherapist. I specialize in past life. One thing I like to point out very quickly is that I'm not a reader. Okay. I don't look at, I get people say, who was I in a past life? Well, I have no idea. Right. Might have had 900 past lives anyway. So what would that be? You know, like, where would I start? And I don't. I have my clients. They see what they need to see. And that's what takes care of their concern, which I'll explain in a bit. So I don't read. They do all the work. So one thing I, one thing I do when I do my talk is that I'll have show of hands how many people believe in past lives. And hands will go up. And then I'll say, usually over half, because that's why they've come to the talk anyways. And a fair amount will, or a few will have that, not quite sure. And actually, kind of funny, I do ask if anybody doesn't believe it. And I did have a large crowd once in Winnipeg, Manitoba, for it's above Mont, North Dakota, in case you're mm -hmm. not sure. And there was uh, one person put their hand up for not believing. And we all looked at her, and then she said, but I have a good reason for being here. And I said, what? She said, my daughter believes in past lives, and she needed a ride here tonight. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that sort of – and she actually asked me a lot of questions and came up and she said, you know, you do make a lot of sense. I do use logic. And that's too, I do use logic. If anybody's offended with that, too bad. I do use logic. Mm -hmm. So what it is is also then I also have to explain, and why I've been doing my talk for this long – and being quite successful in getting clients from it is because I do use the logic of explaining what stuff isn't, and that is hypnosis. The technical title is hypnotherapist and people's, you know, I know it's hard to believe, Jeff, but you know what? Mm. A lot of people have a fear of hypnosis. Yeah. I know. And that's strange because they watch too much television. Mm -hmm. What it's about is that I explain I say to anybody in in the crowd, does anybody remember high school and hands go up? And did you ever have a boring subject and you daydreamed and hands went back, come back up? I said, daydreaming is hypnosis. We are in hypnosis five to 20 times per day. People go, what? And I'll say, well, does anybody here ever remember or have a time where you're watching TV or reading a book so intently you don't hear people talking to you? Hands go up. 
you're in hypnosis. It's all single focus concentration, deep relaxation. That's how we memorize stuff, by blocking out stuff. And to prove that everybody has been in hypnosis, I say, anybody here slept in the last 24 hours? Well, duh, hands yeah. go up. How much deeper relaxed can you get? All hypnosis is deep relaxation. In fact, it's 100% self-hypnosis. Mm-hmm. I still get people that come up and when they hear what I do, they, in fact, uh, not too long ago one did that, he quickly looked away and I said, well, why'd you do that? And he said, well, you might hypnotize me and make me do something I don't want to do. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, that's what they may as well say. So I like bugging them and I say, really? If I could do that, why am I still here? Why don't I go to Las Vegas? They got a lot more money there and I could hypnotize the dealers into giving me the money. Or headlines, six more banks robbed by hypnotists. Yeah. <laughs> well, they made he forced me to give them the money. Do you ever hear any of those things? No, because it's impossible. But TV, you know, I get a member, and it's going to be hard to believe too. TV isn't always the most accurate thing. It's called entertainment. Mm-hmm. So they juggle it around like, you know, somebody gets a phone call and becomes a zombie. It doesn't work that way. Another thing of stereotyping is you ever see where they swing a watch back and forth? How stupid, excuse my French, is that? Because how can you see a, a watch swinging when your eyes are closed is way beyond me. Yeah. Because you slow down by relaxing. How do you relax? Close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, they're just defining that somebody in the background, they must be doing hypnosis or swinging a watch sort of thing. The really best way of explaining hypnosis is, or fear of is that, have you ever gone to a hypnotician? I mean, I've seen them on TV. Yeah, okay. Well, they do live ones too. That's what I I have been to a couple because I also know um, one or two hypnotists that do that. They also know that I don't do that. So I'm not a threat to them. So, but what it is is that people see people going up on stage and acting silly, you know, like barking like a dog. Mm -hmm. I jokingly say I don't do that. I do rabbits because they're quieter, Mm -hmm. but it's just a joke. Mm -hmm. What it is is that people see people up on stage acting silly. They must be under his control or her control. And that's just the illusion it's because it's a bit of fun. And I don't, if you ever go to a live show, how they get the people up there is simply people from the audience. How do they do that is that he will give a little command. Everybody try to put your fingers together. And then certain people that after a while, they can't unlock their fingers. So he says, come on up on stage and I'll unlock them. The type of people that he's looking for is a big word, sonambulistic. It took me a year to pronounce that, that word. But anyhow, they're people that don't care. They're having a lot of fun. They don't, nothing really bothers them. They, they like being silly and acting up. You might have heard of some of those people. But what happens is, is when they go up on stage and then he relaxes them more, they're even acting sillier because they're actually, actually acting about the age of seven or eight or younger. And how how hard is it to pretend you're you know barking like a dog or acting you know silly or playing a musical instrument when you're six or seven or younger? Mm-hmm. Not to, that's not hard to do at all. And the last thing to explain why hypnosis is self hypnosis or not under his control is that if you really watch a production well more live than on TV you'll notice that he will send people off the stage through the program, not all at once. That's why they want lots of people up. Mm-hmm. And here's some logic for you, Jeff. If they send people off the stage, which they always will, 
wait a minute, aren't they under his control? Mm. No, mm -hmm. they're acting ki like kids, and right. kids can get bored. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why they send them off. So basically, once I explain to people that there is no loss of control, I cannot make anybody do anything they don't want to. In fact, in a session, I actually ask you permission if I may work with you. And if you say no, there's nothing I can do. Hmm. So you're saying that there's no way a hypnotherapist can implant some kind of suggestion into your brain that, you know, even like when you see the color purple, all of a sudden you act, you know, <laughs> a, a year later you see the color purple and you start flapping your, your, your arms like a chicken. The odds of that are what I would say is zero. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's too much television. Like right. uh, I get asked questions that like like can you uh, the list of questions people do send to me. I just say uh, where do you get this stupid question from? <laughs> because mm -hmm. I'm I'm a bit blunt, mm -hmm. but it's misunderstanding. No, there is nothing. In like if somebody wants to improve, say their um, memory or stuff mm -hmm. for that, I can give you suggestions that your subconscious will. Have, be react to it, mm -hmm. and occasionally I actually have. Um, I get reminded a couple times that I haven't done it for a long time, where I had a person just put their fingers together whenever they couldn't remember somebody's name, mm -hmm. and they remembered the name. Just mm -hmm. a little link, mm -hmm. But no, there's we don't do that. Um, so let me ask you this: uh, Have you developed your own hypnosis technique so you can quickly get someone relaxed so they can tap into their subconscious mind and? and tap into past lives well i must be doing something right i've worked with over you know, over three thousand clients mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's um and people one thing when people say well what if i can't go under first of all that's a stupid word wordology under means under somebody's control right. no, do you go under daydreaming did somebody force you to daydream no you're always aware because mm -hmm. what if the teacher comes along so no what happened is, is that I do have a couple of methods, but you know, they like, uh, but having them watch my video first. Now, the way I, I work, Jeff, is that if anybody wants to do a one-on-one -on -one session, they have to either attend my talk, and I have found I do a lot of stats. Eighty-four percent of the people that come to my talk book a session before the talk, usually zero unless I've been there before. So obviously I'm doing something right, explaining what, you know, get rid of that fear of hypnosis and what my system can help you with. But but yeah, once once they come to the session, they can relax quicker because all it is is it's a deep relaxation. If you come into my session and you're going, why is he saying this? What's he going to do next? How can he be saying that? That means you're not relaxed because yeah. thinking is not relaxed it doesn't mean you disappear and don't remember a thing that's bull crap it does not happen it is you're it's always there but what happens is i do have a couple of methods you know basically simple stuff like see an elevator and i'll count down a bit and stuff but people do relax because you don't have to go deep for you to start seeing past life mm -hmm. problems or concerns that have, that are creating your concerns mm -hmm. i always get amazed that um it, it always works. Mm -hmm. I used to at first wonder at, when I first started, well, I hope that pain goes away. Now it's just, I, my mind goes, how, how soon will the pain go? <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. there it is now. <laughs> because when you've done thousands of them and each client that I work with, here's another thing. A session with me is about one and a half to two hours. 
And in that session, I can take care of two to seven concerns. This isn't one of those things that you come in and see me once a week or month for the next two years and hope I hope I can help you. No, no, that's that's basically uh, regular therapy. Because I have found when I see when I took my training, it was just clinical hypnotherapy, and that is working in current life. Like you know, why did you hate your parents, or or how come your your fear of heights is still there, even though we've gone through every minute of your career? Well, hello, I have found that through a demonstration that happened at our, at the class that it was quite interesting. So I started studying later on once I graduated with past life, and I found that using current life, my effectiveness was about twenty percent. Twenty percent. When I used past life, it's about 95%. Now, I don't know about you, but if you have a calculator, that's a big, that's a big difference. Right. That's because 90, roughly 98% of people's concerns, I'm talking about aches, pains, fears, phobias, debilitating emotions, um, persistent ones, not ones that you just hurt yourself yesterday. Well, it's hardly something that, that would, if it stays for the next two or three years, yeah, that's persistent. But what happens is I have found that they're from past lives. Mm-hmm. A big thing I do point out at my talks, another thing I do, remember I said how many people believe in it, how many people aren't sure, is that if they're not sure, and, as, and, and ironically it's mostly male, <laughs> I don't have that because we're like, mm, I'm going to see it to believe it, a load of crap. What it, in fact, I actually worked, have been working with through the years five male medical doctors and two female. Now you think doctors might be a bit uh, clinical or, or uh, uh, not sure about it. No, they know that you, about the placebo effect, the power of the mind. So, but uh, I say to people, if you're not sure about past lives and you come to my session, it doesn't matter. Right. If you think you made it up and the pain goes away or the fear, which it will, it doesn't matter, does it? Mm. And it will. All right. When you have a, I don't know how you explain it, being hypnotizing or you're having them in a session or a therapy session. I don't know what the actual yeah, term is. Deep relaxation. Deep yeah. relaxation. And they see uh, a past life. And it's probably, I would assume, a trauma in a past life. So mm-hmm. that's why they're still experiencing yeah. it now. Do you have to have them experience the trauma several times to kind of no. run it out of the system? Or, or okay, no. And then two is when they. Mm-hmm. They see like it's probably a death, I'm guessing, how they died or something. At that point, do they see it? They see how they die. Do they kind of physically re-experiencing it again lets it release? It's it's an interesting thing. Like I have found, because I worked with thousands of people, mm-hmm. that when people go to the past life that's the cause of, say, the pain in your shoulder that you've had for 10 years, and you see that you're in a battle and somebody put, threw a spear and it got you in the shoulder and you bled to death. Mm-hmm. Now, that does not really bother you. I always at first I thought that what I'm leading to, there is a zero ab reaction. People seeing it. And if you see that you were a bad guy in a past life, it doesn't mean, oh, I'm, well, I feel bad now because I was bad. Get over it. We've mm-hmm. all been bad and good because that's how we learn our lessons. So no, nobody does. See, let me back up here. Here's how this works. Our body cells, Jeff, have memories, body cell memory. And it's been proven a couple years ago uh, by the AMA, American Medical Association, that people with organ transplants get are getting the traits of the person that had that part. 
guy hated pizza, loves pizza. I always say, let's maybe see if you can get one from a musician so I can play better, <laughs> play my guitar better. But it's, it's there. Body, cell, memory. Now, when we come into the human form, as I tell people, just, just go with it if you're not sure. When we come into the human form, we come in for lessons. Now, even people that aren't sure go, yeah, I think I should be learning something. We have a soul group. When I get, when I do go through my my uh, session with a person with a person for the first time, I do take them to the soul group. I don't get really heavy into this, so because I like I keep the words simple, especially for men. We don't want they want to hear something like sounds like woo woo or something. So I keep it simple. Soul group, yes. And apparently, we're energy. We come into the human body to learn lessons. Why? I don't know. When people get heavy in my talks, I say, I don't know. I know how to get rid of your aches and pains. Is that good enough? Yes. But anyhow, when we come into the human form, we it's like a little, our groups, it's like a little play. We each got roles. Somebody, oh, your turn to be the bad guy. You're the good guy. You're the extra for the moment. You know, will that be fries with that or something like that? People come and go. When we come into the human form, Jeff, apparently we totally forget do not remember what the lesson is. The main reason would be, how would you learn it if you had the script still in your hand and like, oh, today I'm going to do this. Oh, how will I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just like in a movie, uh, the end of the day of the shooting, the big good guy and the bad guy uh, both go for a beer because it's just made up. You knew that they're not really a killer sort of thing. But in the lesson, we don't know. You ever, but you'll recognize some of your soul. You ever meet 10 new people and you go, that person seems like I've known them all my life. You ever had that happen or or that person there? I don't know why. Don't mm -hmm. like them. They'll be part of your soul group. Now, you don't know why they're there, but the energy is so strong that also makes it comfortable because you're working together. So you're going to work better with somebody that's comfortable. Now, when we have a lesson that we don't finish, and it's very easy because we have free will. And the two major reasons why we don't finish the lesson is one, we get killed too soon, okay? Mm -hmm. Or we really screw up. Like maybe you're supposed to be Mother Teresa and you become Jack the Ripper. Mm -hmm. I think you screwed up. Now, when we come into the human form, and we do this often, we always have a new lesson to learn. But the ones that you haven't finished, don't go away. Nice try. Because if they did, then you just say, ah, forget it, I'll die, and then they don't have No, they come along with you. I had a lady in, in Australia actually typed out on her list of things for me to check 32 items. <laughs> no, I didn't quite catch all of them, even in two. I do sometimes two sessions, only with somebody that uh, has maybe a bigger list. But mind you, a lot of them overlap. Like if you're angry and and um, depressed, they might be the same life. It does. In fact, one, one, one lady, I remember, one life in the session took care of seven items. Two she forgot to mention. That was like she couldn't wear stuff around her neck and and, and heights because they put a rope around her neck and threw off a cliff. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. So it does cover. So it's good for me to hear, you know, all the different things you would like me to work on. And then so what happens is, is that when we don't finish them, they come back. The body memory cells remembers the pain or ache that occurred when they died or left, like if you got hung um, because uh, you were a witch and speaking out or you didn't want to talk about what you did because, they, you know, remember they didn't like people, the church didn't like that. So you kept quiet. And that's why often people get thyroid concerns where they have a harder time speaking. But a lot of people, 
have about 40% of the world uh, on this, Jeff, cannot wear stuff around their neck or have people touch their neck or anything tight. Mm, interesting. I, I, gave, we gave, I gave it a sort of a cutesy name to make, cover the whole thing. I call it turtleneck syndrome because okay? mm. they can't they wear turtlenecks. What it is, they've either been hung, strangled, or beheaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your body figures that the body, your subconscious actually runs your body. Let me explain. The conscious and subconscious, that makes up our mind. The conscious part of your mind is actually only about 5%. It is a processor. It's never been to a past life. hasn't got a clue about them. But the conscious has an ego problem. It likes to think it's clever. It's not. The subconscious is always amazing me. It is a storage unit. It holds memories. If you had 10 past lives and somebody's got 900 past lives, they'll all be in there. I've taken people back, even current life, three different clients uh, through the years that wanted to see themselves being born. And because our energy is all around us, you can actually move out and watch it. You don't have to look through the eyes. You can watch it. Actually, people say, why did they? Well, the first one wanted to know why she looked more like her older sister than her mother. Mm-hmm. Turned out the mother was her older sister. Mm-hmm. Back in the old days, it was a common thing. But also to make sure that they could handle it. Mm-hmm. So what happened though is that again, the when you're not, the, it it holds that memory. Your body's your, your subconscious, very powerful. It uh, brings in that life not finished. It's running in this in your subconscious, which you usually can't attain. But it says you haven't finished that lesson. This is the pain you got from hanging, or it's just where we left it. Let's continue, mm-hmm. and that's where that condition, mental or physical, comes along. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know where it comes from, how do we get rid of it? By seeing where it came from. Mm-hmm. See, I work, uh, Jeff, on cause and effect. Have you mm-hmm. ever had stress? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever get a stress headache from it? Sure. A lot of people do. And what do most people do? They take a painkiller. I'm not saying any brands, so they don't want to give them more publicity. They take a painkiller. Now, it could probably get rid of the headache. But does it get rid of the stress? Right. Nope. Cause and effect. My stuff see takes you to see where it came from. So you don't take the bandages. You don't go with that therapy forever. Um, all kinds of stuff. You see where it came from and let's go. You have to finish the lesson. It doesn't, you don't get away with that. Mm-hmm. But it just means you don't have to, you know, drag along the ache or pain that could be getting in your way. Mm-hmm. If people say to me, what's the, I need to know what my life lesson is, I'll say, good try. I cannot find it for you. They no. will not show up. Right. But they do like it if you get rid of the junk that prevents you from finishing your life lesson. So that's where my stuff comes in. Like, like say, for example, Jeff, you had a fear of heights. That's mm-hmm. the number one fear. And your lesson was to save a family that lives on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. they're, to- they're toast. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going there. Right. Okay. And you're going to have to come back and do it again and again. So if I get rid of your fear of heights, which you didn't really need to bring in with you, you could do your life lesson without really realizing that um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a problem now. If you don't mind me stopping and asking you this, mm-hmm. do, yeah. you feel like, do you feel like consciousness memory, subconsciousness are not part of the body. It's like an energetic field and the body and the brain just process that yeah, yeah, in, process yeah. your thoughts for you like a television, mm-hmm. you know, the 
the source is coming out of the air, but the television pro- <laughs> yeah. processes yeah. it. And, and, and yeah. because it would make sense to me because otherwise you're not going to have any, you know, even cellular memory. I don't see how you would have a cellular memory of a past life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. What it is, is that when we come into the human body, we bring in the experiences. We have a soul group, mm-hmm. but we've all had previous different uh, experiences in the soul group. So we do like sometimes if you have, say there's 10 in your group and you need five, the other five don't come along. When you come back, you share with them to, because apparently our groups start off new and they're making them all the time. Why? I don't know, but they have to mature. And how do you mature coming in, come into the human form? Because energy does not feel aches, pains, that type of stuff. So that is one of the re- major reasons, but a good example. I have three brothers and we have the same parents, probably the last ones I know that had the same parents <laughs> for the whole upbringing. And what happens is we all have different likes and dislikes and stuff like that. Yet, you know, aren't we supposed to learn from our parents? Nah, we all, each of us have different pre-experiences, uh, different lives. So, yes, they come in with it. Because think of the energy that comes in, Jeff, is like putting a, rob- or a computer into a robot, Another interesting thing is our energy is actually so strong that only a small percentage, about 10 or percent, if you read Michael Newton's books, are needed to run a body. So that's why we can actually be in more than one body at one time. Plus, we also have stuck lives, which I'll get to in a moment. Interesting. But, but what I find basically is that is that um, when you have a pain or an ache or fear or phobia, these are the main things that I work on. But I've added more lately, too, and um, doing that with my newer training, is more the emotional. You've heard of people that might have had depression, anger, uh, jealousy, uh, confusion, that stuck feeling. Mm -hmm. This is all from past lives also, but Mm -hmm. more the mental. You see, what happens is, and I take everybody through that, too, is that we have had lives that we're still stuck in. We died, mm-hmm. and our energy is supposed to leave and go back to the to the the home. I call it the home. It's the soul group, but we have free will. Something will always come to help us leave, but they cannot make you. And the only reason why you probably don't go is because of a strong emotion and confusion. Am I really dead? Uh, I'm going to kill the people that killed me. Uh, I got a family to finish. I got to help them. Well, kind of hard to do when you're dead. Get a right. job. And uh, that stuck feeling, or having stuff to do, mm-hmm. that holds them. Now, when you've got, and the average person has four to six of them, on the average, but I've seen varies a bit. Think of some logic here, Jeff. You're part of the same energy. This, it's you, part of you. They are being held by strong emotions. That affects you too, but you don't know where the heck it came from. Mm-hmm. That is why current life or current life therapy is not working well take you know go back to you know like why did you hate your parents well what if that what's that got to do with a fear of heights you know Mm -hmm. like it's all to do with with the past life Mm -hmm. so what happens is that i have i when we're in a session i'll go to have you go to the where those stuck ones are one at a time and take them home the reason why they, they will come with you is because we listen to ourselves better than to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when you say it's time to go home, it's, they'll go. When they get to the home, get home, 
I had a lady not too long ago. She said, life's been great, but I'm angry all the time. It's really, boy, I've been going for years to therapy. It isn't working. I said, let's check it out. Sure enough, one of her stuck lives was stuck there with anger. Mm. So I said, go and get that one. Took it home. And she started sitting up straighter. She said, it's gone. This is what anger, and how long was I here? <laughs> it doesn't take long. But you got to think of it. If you don't know, the aspirin's not going to take care of your stress, is it? So mm -hmm. that's what I handle. Hmm. I need to catch a question <laughs> here real quick. Do, have you heard of, um, and I'm not sure if I'm going to say his name right, Anatoly Mikhailovich, And he does, I guess, some type of um, past life healing rituals. Have you heard of him? Nope. I've never heard of him, but he probably hasn't heard of me either, so we're probably even. We're probably, <laughs> okay. okay, just curious. That no. was just a, I wanted to no. catch that question. So I get people that say, well, do you know anybody in my area of the, of the world that does what you do? And I'll go, unless I've trained them, no. Right. Because when people take clinical therapy, first of mm -hmm. all, it doesn't yeah. deal with past life. You ever read or heard of the book, Many Lives, Many Masters? Mm -hmm. That was by Dr. Brian Weiss. Right. This is actually from 70. I didn't realize how old it is. It's all about one girl. Mm -hmm. He is a psychiatrist. He worked with her and he admits in his book he spent a year and a half trying to clear up her concerns. Nothing. But in the sessions, he does use hypnosis, but just, you know, go earlier in your life. Or, you know. mm -hmm. But this one day after about a year and a half, she started talking and describing stuff that he realized isn't current life. So he thought he'd just let it run. Mm -hmm. And his bottom line is 18 months of psychiatry, did nothing, six weeks of past life, cleared up her concerns. Wow. I don't, I'm just wondering why it took six weeks. <laughs> okay. Have you ever had a person, um, Go back thousands of years. Oh yeah, I've had people in caveman days. Caveman days, wow. Yeah, yes, really that's thousands of years. Right. I actually have had a couple from. Well, I don't know how old Atlantis is or mm. Lemur or whatever the other one was. I don't remember all the wordologies. Mm -hmm. I have actually, if I recall, somebody went back to reptilian. Mm. Um, apparently, there's been other lives on wow. Earth before. Uh, us, we came along. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been, uh, I think I have one. But yes, so oh yeah, there's, there's, uh, it depends on what it is. Like a good example is that this one lady came in. She said, I have an allergy to everything. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, let's check that out. So I say, go to the, now, simple, I slow them down and then I say to them, let your subconscious take you to the cause. If they're not sure about past life, I'll say the cause. If they are sure of past life, I'll say, let your subconscious take you to the past life. That's the cause of your allergies. Mm -hmm. Nothing magical. There's nothing, nothing weird. It's just simple. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious is extremely accurate. It's like a computer. Mm -hmm. Within seconds, eyes are closed in the session. Also, you don't lay down. That's silly because that's stereotyping. When you lay down, your subconscious repetition means go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I can't talk to you when you're sleeping. Right. But it's mainly because they think that they're sitting on a chair that might fall over because they disappear. No, you don't. Anyhow, mm -hmm. say so go back. Within seconds, she saw that she was a cave woman. Mm -hmm. Now, I do not see any of this, not mm -hmm. even a little bit. I don't want to, right. because if I did, I might interrupt and say, what about that tree over there? You know, right. So I don't. And I do ask questions. So she described, and she was, about, she was female, 
and there was about they were in a cave they were all dead except her and she was almost dead what happened was it was uh, like a clan they had clans it's to do with your immunities immune system just a little aside here to get to that is that when the Europeans came over to North America, the native Indians had no immunity to smallpox. You'd be surprised. About, I think it's over 25% of North American native Indians died of smallpox. Mm. They had no immunity. So backing up to this cave lady is that it's the ice age. Ice age melts. And what's in there is the stuff that was there before, which they didn't have any immunity to. And grass would have it, and then animals would eat the grass, and then and then, then eat the animals. So they were picking up all these things they had no immunity. So that is where she had she had an allergies to almost everything in this life. Mm. Last time I talked to her, it disappeared within days. Oh, that's that's the th- and one thing about what I do is that if you think it's your imagination, that's fine. But my system, I give it a name, Jeff. It's called the unknown noise. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to give you a word picture. So if everybody's listening, is that picture in your mind's eye that you're living alone. It's a dark, spooky, windy night, and the wind's howling. Usually in the group, somebody howls. <laughs> okay. Then, middle of the night, there's a crash, and you jump up and go, what the hmm is that? Mm-hmm. Ross is being polite there. And then you hear it again, and then you realize it's just the wind blowing a branch against the window. So... Unless you figure it's going to break the window, you go back to sleep. I would. Later that night, there's another crash, and it's different. You jump up, and what the is that? And you hear it again, and it's something you've never heard before. And so you do run amok with your mind, like, is it somebody coming to kill me, the boogeyman, or whatever. Now, unless we check it out, which most people wouldn't, we resort to childhood. We pull up our bulletproof covers <laughs> and try and get some protection. doesn't work. Still how, making that noise. Get up in the morning, not refreshed, going off to work, wind still howling, and you hear that noise off to your left. You quickly look to the left, and you see it's a garbage can. You're going to make a – it's a metal garbage can. The neighbor always had bags. The dogs liked them better. Anyhow, so – you're going to make a profound statement, Jeff. It's called an adjective about the stupid neighbor. And the, the profound statement is, it's a garbage can. Now, the day two, another night, next night, wind's howling again. Garbage can blows over. It's 50-50, Jeff, whether you even wake up. But if you do, you'll make your profound statement again, which is? It's a garbage can. Yeah, and the stupid neighbor. Now, there's a point here, Jeff. The noise is the same both nights. Why doesn't it bother you the second night? Because it's a garbage can. <laughs> yeah, because you know what it is. Yeah, something yeah. simple. You know what it is. I get people get heavy about they now have a – just, they know what it is. Mm. Now, unless you feel the garbage can is coming to kill you, <laughs> you would let it go. Right. You now know what it is. Now, if I was like a reader and, to, and you had told me about a noise and you hadn't seen the garbage can and, to, and told me about it, I might go, it's a garbage can. Now, I don't know about you, but the second night – or, or when I hear that noise again, I'd be going, does he really know what he's talking about? He doesn't live here. I'm going to just peek. <gasps> it is a garbage can. We are an animal like to see, to believe. Right. Telling you you're a gypsy in a past life, who cares? Right. But having you go see where that uh, pain in their neck came from, and you see yourself being hung, and you don't react. It's not. 
So your only reaction really will be is like, oh, God, I can get rid of it. <laughs> That's where it came from. It's always the relief. It's never like, oh, my God, you know, I was, did something bad. Get over it. If we all did, move on. But it's never, it never happens. And keep in mind, too, is that when we do watch these things, our energy is actually all around us. It does go out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I have you always watching. Because seeing through the eyes, it limits you anyways, because you can actually move out and observe yourself. Don't look at your shoes or something. And what happened is, is my example, if I had a bouquet of flowers and they're kind of purdy, but they stink, if I hold them further back, they're still purdy, but they don't stink. So when people are watching it, they're back a bit so they can see it. Now, sometimes they do tear. I get uh, my record actually for tissues is a male dentist he went through 10 of them a lot of them were happy tears and stuff for them but it's good to let them go and it it, there's no ab reaction the main thing is is that when you've now done each life i then have you do a check i'll say zero to ten the pain in your shoulder that you've had for 12 years 10 is the way it felt when you started or how it can't hurt move your shoulder around Zero to ten. What number is it? The, see, here's my thing I love about my job is the mm-hmm. look on their faces. I used to go, the look on their faces because they're moving their arm like a woman in uh, Alberta. She had a car accident. Oh, yeah. People think car accident, this life. Nothing to do with past life. Nice try. Mm-hmm. I said, how long have you had the accident? She says, oh, a year and a half. Have you done anything about it? And it was her left arm. She said, I've had seven months of physiotherapy. That's it. Good trade. I said, what can you do with this so far? And she so she put her arm up about parallel to the ground, and she was really in pain. Mm-hmm. So when we finished, she had seen, actually it was one with a spear. And I said, no, and she was waving it around. Zero to ten, it was about a two. You usually have a little bit of residue because if your muscles haven't been used for a while. That's how quickly it works. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. like um, That's why I generally do a two-hour talk to explain a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've got a couple things to mention headaches especially especially migraines are all past life mm. the, the pills you get for migraines which are 25 to 50 bucks each they don't cure you they try and numb the pain which is two to four days for migraine headache my brother who actually had migraines i worked with him in 1997 remember that far back okay and he hasn't had a migraine since then that's like 23 years because he saw that he had been shot through the head during world war one and world war two mm. it's little things like that and migraines that's a big thing so i have a question here i'm sure you're going to be able to answer this um i'm afraid of the ocean lakes rivers oceans <laughs> especially during nighttime, and i'm even afraid of looking at the ocean at night okay. that's a, a fear we call it a fear of deep water uh deep let me quickly explain on book number two mm-hmm. it it's oh actually just quickly i started off writing a book now they're just case histories life in the past lane mm-hmm. when i realized i had twenty thousand of them of case histories it wasn't going to fit so i came out with book two right after it again life in the past lane mm-hmm. fears and phobias aches and pains and the latest one is crimes against humanity it's read for reasons to do with dungeons and, and tortures wow. and that but backing up to the fears and phobias for this guy or whoever wrote the questions from i've worked in and eliminated 141 different fears and phobias most of them are ones of 
But the four most common, here's a little quiz for anybody, maybe we can type their answers on YouTube. What do you think the four most common ones are? Well, probably one is the fear of heights. I think you mentioned that. <laughs> yes, I, yes, yes, I, I tell people, I'll give you a clue. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Number um, two. Well, maybe fear of drowning. A lot okay, that's of, actually, what, okay, that's number yeah, four. Maybe what, fear of flying? Mm, it's way down. Way actually, down. I'll tell you, number two is, is uh, claustrophobia. Ah, claustrophobia. We often got buried alive unintentionally, but we woke up because we were in a coma and we and we didn't make the feather move, big scientific test. And the third one actually sounds a little odd. It's called fear of success. Mm, interesting. Well, and you sort of think it's like a little different direction, but it isn't because your subconscious will still be affecting you because you were too successful in a past life and they killed you and stole your money or you were getting too powerful. So wow. your subconscious says you still got to finish that lesson, which you didn't because you got killed too soon, mm. but don't get too rich because it might happen again. Ah, that's that's and people will sabotage stuff and whatever. So those are your four. But deep water, yeah. So when people that have a fear of deep water, generally uh, swimming pools aren't too bad because they can see the bottom. It's the ones that you can't. That's where the problem, like you know, sharks and stuff, whatever. But you got to remember is that back in the ancient days, transportation was big wooden ships, right. and no, most of the sailors never learned to swim. And logic was is that if you were to go down the middle of the ocean, how far can you swim? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why they never bothered. But yeah, whoever that just said that with the fear of deep water is like just with heights. I've got people that can't eat with stronger fears. They get butterflies even looking at this one guy said about looking at pictures of mountains. He gets butterflies. He's never been on one because mm -hmm. he's got the fear. So it's yes, it triggers the the the. Uh, that fear. Sometimes people say, well, I've got a fear of darkness, but my brother scared me when I was 10, so it started my, in this life. No, mm. it didn't. It triggered. Mm. Because if an ache or pain or fear of phobia disappears after, you know, like you can, a broken bone mends in seven weeks. If you've still got the pain from in that part for, you know, 20 years, mm. it's you've triggered stuff, memories from that. So like, so there, there's so many things that, that I do cover through it. Um, we got the major ones, migraines. Lower back is a common one. Hmm. Uh, it's just because you worked hard and got a sore back doesn't mean that you can't get rid of it. The fibromyalgia. Now, I don't like big words. People that have had it, got an ailment, they come in, they've had it for 10 years, so they know how to pronounce this 30-letter word. And when they do that, my eyes glaze over and I say, where does it hurt? That's <laughs> all I need to know. Your subconscious doesn't care. If it's your back, I don't care if it's C6 or is it upper, lower, middle. It's all I need to know because that's all it takes for the subconscious to fix. Hearing and uh, just that. hearing and vision actually are uh, past lives too. I mean, and also sometimes the power of suggestion. You ever notice that a lot of men as they get older get bald because they've heard that when you get older, you're going to go bald. Your memory starts to go. You start needing glasses. Mm -hmm. I've met people in their 90s that still never need glasses. So what's that got to do with getting old? And they're not like a, like a one of a kind. It's the power of suggestion. Like, don't talk to Johnny. He's got a cold. You're going to catch that cold. You probably will, or more likely, because your subconscious listens to what you tell it. And, it's, and it controls your immune system. So if it figures you, oh, you talk to somebody with a cold, I'll lower your immune system, which makes it harder for you 
they're not gets it. So there's where a lot of their stuff comes from. So fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. you've probably heard of that. It's mm-hmm. a common thing or not. It's it's body ache and it varies. Some people have it one spot, some all over. All it is, in fact, two of the male doctors I worked with laughed when I was telling them about fibromyalgia. They said, when we can't prove where the pain came from or mm-hmm. comes from, we call it fibromyalgia so they'll feel better. Yeah. Got a title. Can they fix it? He says, no, <laughs> I do. Because again, it's seeing where it came from. My percentage of clearing up fibromyalgia right now is roughly about 100%. So there's so many things. Hearing, a good example, because we're running out of time. Good example, when I work with my clients, uh, I, I can do them on Skype. And that's what I recommend. I can use do them quite well. When they are in my office, though, I will give them a headset to put on with some music in there. So they, and I talk to them through mm-hmm. through a, a little microphone. And I have a little bit of music just for background, so there's no dead airspace sort of thing. So I said to this one girl, she's about 35. This is about two or three years ago. I said, I'm going to do a sound check first. How's the music? She says, what music? Mm-hmm. I said, hmm, turn it up. No, turn it up louder than anybody would want she goes it's just nice Mm -hmm. so i said you have hearing concerns and she goes like yeah how'd you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you're reading my lips too when you're talking people with hard of hearing will look more closely and read lips or talk like this that really throws them off (coughs) pardon me so to make a long story short how long have you had it since about 15 about 20 years Mm -hmm. so i said let's go to the past life that's the concern and turned out to make making this quick is that she was a girl about 15, early 1900s, uh, fire in the, on a farm, uh, kind of a poor farm. She's the only kid and dilapidated building. And a rat had got in and mom was screaming to dad, get the rat out of here. So he grabbed his rifle and was going to shoot it. It was in the living room. She was nosy, which she said, I'm nosy in this life too. We do bring in some of our traits. She said, I quickly ran around to see what happened and the gun went off the rifle and it deafened her in that life. So this is one of my favorite ones because I still get goosebumps when I explain this, do this story. Within a moment, she said, can you turn the music down? Wow. That's how fast, because it's just muscles being held tight. When you let go of it, it lets go. The ears work because it's not like a disease or, or, or it's falling apart. It's just being held tight, not working because the body cells, your body cell memory duplicates the pain by tightening the muscles. But if it's not strong enough, you'll actually put bones out of joint. That's where arthritis comes from. But yes, within a moment, she said, can you turn the music down? Wow. Have you found patterns since you've done so many cases? Kind of like, it sounds like a pattern to me. Theoric success is commonly someone who was successful and, and perished due to being successful. Do you find certain patterns with certain ailments generally happen over and over again kind of well like basically a- the, yeah the, it's not like uh, you had a business and they killed you only mm-hmm. sometimes just being successful or you're you're a politician and your competitors killed you so there's lots of different patterns so it's not just you know like you had a business only that type right. of thing so there can be a few different things but that's why i say if you want to read more of these because i got hundreds of them get my books now i have a little special if people if your if your people want to order my books and if they mention that they heard it on this on your program here mm-hmm. is that and i've already had a few of them being ordered lately is that the books go in stores for and i've got a number of stores that carry them 15 to 20 bucks each 
but as a special, if you get one, it's ten dollars. If you get two, it's fifteen. If you get three, it's twenty. If you get four, it's twenty-five. Hmm. And if you get all four, I also throw in. I happen to have a CD called Relaxation Plus. Not just relaxation, but relaxation plus. And what do plus. you do on? Yeah. <laughs> and what's on that CD? Is that you just? Is it just more, music, or is it you actually hit? Oh, no, 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 no. Because that would be like a CD <laughs> that you buy with music. No, no. There's music. There's boring music in the background. It's basically a bit of self hypnosis. Hmm. Good for people that want to sleep better at night. And I say. That's it. actually that will help too. The only thing is that I don't pay for the postage because I don't have a white beard and red outfit. So, but if they want to order the books, and you have it posted my my email cl at pastlifewrap.com. I will post it. Okay. There's some people that are actually just going to be listening to this in their car. It's going to be audio only as well as on video. So mm -hmm. they'll probably oh, have yeah. to, hopefully they yeah. got that. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's past life rap. Now, rap isn't like rapping. It's R-A-P. Rap is actually short for regression and progression. I did that because it's so long otherwise. Are the only places they can get the books are from you personally, or can you get them like on Amazon or other places? Or no, where are, no. Where, where, where Eventually get I'll get to an e-book, but not. No, just basically the stores are either in Australia or in Canada. Okay. And I think there's one in England, but uh, no, not nothing down in the States. And what it is is that just email me. And just email I've shipped me. out lots of them. Do you have a website for more people to find out about you? Well, it's called pastliferap.com. Okay. So the CL is like people take their website and just put it something, CL at the past life. I'm getting it revamped because I was told it's kind of boring right now. So I've got to get it more modern so that it actually can scroll on a phone. This technology is getting so fast for me. Right. I used to have a flip phone. I'm almost wishing I had it again. Yeah. I don't get things on my phone that say, oh, did you enjoy that restaurant? How did they know I was there? Okay. Let me ask you this. When someone comes to you for a certain concern, let's go back to the guy who said he's afraid of the ocean, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Once you relax him, since you know that he's asking for a concern of oceans, water, whatever, yeah. how do you lead them into that point? It's a simple question, as I mentioned. When you've got the concern, I'll just say, let your subconscious take you back to the cause of your concern. Then I sit back. Oh, I don't say, it. remember the ocean, remember, no. Because it might not be. Maybe you drowned in a swimming pool. You know, this. No, I never assume. That's what I like about what I do. Is like I have no idea. It's in fact at least once or twice a day I go, oh, wow, I never saw that coming. Because that's why they're in my books. I still know how to handle it because I have a formula. You just how to get through it. But no, it's it's just like I said. I didn't know that girl was going to have, tell me so quickly to turn the music up. But no, there's no wafting around. There's no, there's no leading questions. In fact, if you have a pain in in your leg, and we go to the life that you got a, you're in a battle and you got your leg cut off. I don't say, is it the one that hurts you? Well, that's mm -hmm. stupid. That's called leading. I'll just say, which one was it? Mm -hmm. And the fact it's the one that hurts is like always going to be 100% because that's where it came from. But no, you the client does the work, and I would teach this too. Mm -hmm. But I also do sessions. If you anybody's interested in a session, email me that, and I can send uh, an email back and explain how that works. And it works very effective. In fact, I just worked with somebody from Nashville mm -hmm. on Skype the other day. Never been there, mm -hmm. so 
and I've done some in Australia, lots of countries. So those are time, time zones. <laughs> I'm assuming it takes maybe 10, 15 minutes to get them into a state of relaxation first. How long does it take them to get oh, there? Yeah, that, about, you're, about, you're right, about 10, 15 minutes. Once you're there. Now, if, I, if I'm doing a second session, though, mm-hmm. they can return like that. Quicker. Because they already know how to go back down again. Once you get them there and then you say, let your subconscious show you the cause of your problem. Once you make that statement to them, do they immediately show them or do they have to sit there in five or 10 minutes before their subconscious shows them? Well, what I do actually, I'll I'll tell you something. What I do is every client I work with, I start Mm -hmm. off with taking them to, I take everybody to their most confident past life just to see what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Like if I was to say about a fear of snakes and spiders and that was my first one the first life and i would say let's go to the one two your fear of snakes and spiders you'd probably start thinking coming back up again hard to get your memories so i started mm-hmm. everybody with something nice or a, or a talent something easy that hey i'll watch that and then when you realize that it's just like watching nice television then the rest just flow like that so when you go to do the next one mm-hmm. it's it's it, they, they, with now, I'll start off with simple questions: Are you indoors or outdoors? Or yeah. what kind of a day is it? How's the temperature feel? Are you mm-hmm. male or female? And after a little while, after about the third or fourth time, they start answering all those questions because mm-hmm. they know where it's going and they start seeing it. But they always go. Now, I do say go to the significant point. If you had a year, a life of sixty years, mm-hmm. and you had your leg broken at thirty, you're not going to say, "What?" Well, you know, go to that life. I'll say, "And significant point." So it does go. Do it, but you got to remember: is their subconscious is being is a, they're being affected from it. It's mm-hmm. re, it's like a little loop that's going on. Mm-hmm. So the subconscious knows exactly where to take you mm-hmm. because it wants you. That's why people have nightmares. People have nightmares. I've never had anybody that have really nice ones. It's mm-hmm. usually a, a nightmare or night terror, you want to call it. But what happens is, see, your subconscious and conscious are together when you're sleeping. Okay, mm-hmm. when you slow down, and your conscious has never been to a past life. So when your subconscious tries to tell the conscious while you're sleeping about, you know, like being murdered or something, the conscious, which has no clue what it's about and is there to try and help you, will wake you up and go, what's, you know, like, or scream. When I take you to that life and show you the significant point, then while you're sleeping, your subconscious will actually can show you the rest of that whole life within hours. It's very quick. But the conscious now will be ready to listen to it because it knows already part of it, not run away. And next, within usually within a day or two of waking up, or, or a couple of days after, within <laughs> blah, within a couple of days of a session, people often report that they wake up with oh, that makes more sense because it fills in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And when it makes more sense, it's to the good. Do we ever have people say even after our session? You know, the next day, a week later, I was just, you know, daydreaming and I I remembered <laughs> something else from my past life. Well, they, they remember something else? Yeah, like let's say you... From that life or a different yeah, life? Yeah, let's just say you, you, you went with me and we were like, I don't know, in ancient India somewhere doing something. And then, you know, we I looked at something and saw, I don't know, I had my head chopped off in ancient India. And yeah. then let's say a week later, I was just kind of, I don't know, kind of drowsy on the couch laying down and I started revisiting that oh, uh, oh, past yeah. life on my own and gathering more information about what happened. Well, that'll generally happen while you're sleeping. But yes, you can if you're mm-hmm. deeply relaxed. See, when people do meditation, they sometimes say that they saw, oh, I saw myself as a knight galloping across the, the valley sort of thing. Because 
what is deep what is meditation deep relaxation what's hypnosis deep relaxation yeah. so yes it's just that when you slow down it's easy to access the memories mm -hmm. so yes if you wanted to slow down in here and you know, do more it, it could be nobody's really told me that that done that but certainly if they went to meditation and said in the meditation i want to see more about the one i just saw with with chris it probably could happen mm -hmm. but again it'll always be the good stuff because um you already took care of it in the session hmm. but yeah you could do that meditation like i said meditation is is uh hypnosis self-hypnosis that's all hypnosis is hmm. do you have any other projects that you're working on right now besides fixing up your website <laughs> <coughs> good way of putting it yes training training Train. that's my pet project right now you see right now okay I used to hold live classes. Mm -hmm. That sounds funny, like not, as opposed to dead classes, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, in person, like I'd pick a couple places around, you know, like Mexico once and Canada, uh, England, and have people come in. But I just do and I'll do training. But I don't, it'd be small classes, two to five people. But what happened is, is that I, a lot of people nowadays can't afford. Well before the COVID thing, mm -hmm. but costs were expensive too, like flying, taking time off work, stuff for like that. So that's when I started about a year ago, year, about a year and a half ago, to do online training. And it's called one-on-one. -on -one. I still get people say, how big is the classes? And I'll say, what part of one-on-one -on -one got you confused? Mm -hmm. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Now it is done with Skype. Mm -hmm. I send you my, my script. You get a big script to, to help you with. I'll talk to you and I'll then I'll do a session with you again. Then I'll have you go out and do a couple sessions with your volunteers mm -hmm. following the script, maybe the first half of it. Then I, when we come back again, I want to watch you do the thing with another one of your volunteers. And I'll also occasionally I'll, they get one for me to work on to help refresh their memory. But, uh, and then we do the whole thing. So basically it's work at your own pace and your spare time because some people just can't take time off but the only thing is is that people sometimes think you have to have a degree or be a health person you know like a doctor nurse. no you only have to have the feeling or the ability of being able to talk to people and help them because you don't the only disadvantage of working with my clients is that 95 percent of 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 uh, when I said my 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 yeah, got rid of ninety five percent of their problems. It means that you don't get repeat clients. <laughs> okay, yeah. but how many people out there do you know have persistent aches, pains, fears, phobias, debilitating emotions? Most of the world. So you got lots of clients. And word of mouth. Once you've done a couple, more will come. So it is. You can make a career. <clears throat> now with the COVID thing. A couple of my, my uh, students that I'm working with are now picking it back up because they couldn't bring in uh, uh, volunteers, but now they are. So, but I've got a few more. I'm actually going to do a live one in Windsor, Ontario. Okay, in-person training. Sounds dumb. I'm going to say a live one. They're not dead. Past life. So I'm doing that. But basically, if you'd like to know more about my training, it's very simple to do. But you do have to sort of follow the script, which I've worked on for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And the effectiveness is extremely good. Mm -hmm. And you don't have any hands-on. There's no operation. There's no medicines. 
it works quite well. It's just the power, subject, the power of their subconscious memories. Do you ever have people that just don't remember anything? No. 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 The only thing it'd be like if I get people that say this, like they say there's new souls and old souls. There is. They're apparently making them all the time. But in your in the session, I'll have your subconscious tell you how many past lives you've had. And I've heard from you know six to almost two thousand. Mm. Again, it's not how many you had; it's whether you learn. I know one person that had 114 lives trying to work on one item, and I realized, oh my God, I better get it finished, or else I'll be doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, if you've only had four or five past lives, the odds are that you have a lot of aches and pains, and that is pretty slim. So they don't usually come to see me. Mm. But about remembering, yes, not a problem. Mm. What do you think about people who are afraid of fire? Do you have any kind of pattern for that? Fire burning. Um, I probably, in fact, I got one. Oh, I got two of them in my book on eight, on, eight, on uh, fears and phobias. Fear of fire. It's not a major one, but it'll be either that that uh, they burn to death mm. or guilt, what have you. In fact, t- interesting thing is that Earth apparently we've now we've actually had life, uh, past lives on other planets. So mm. I don't always bring that up because some people are still trying to wrap their head around past lives on this planet earth is different it's called a dense planet Mm -hmm. and we carry with us the emotions from life to life Mm -hmm. that you don't do apparently on other planets and the biggest one that we drag from one to another is guilt Mm, interesting a lot of people you meet have that guilty feeling they feel guilty about everything they don't know why Mm -hmm. uh anger and jealousy those type of things too but what happened is is that is that Part of the guilt is because they didn't finish the lesson and they have to come back. Mm. They feel guilty about finishing it. So in the session, I do have you talk to your, you can actually talk to your past lives. And if you think that you're making up what they're going to say, nice try. So what they come up with is so, something you'd never think of. But you do tell them that you're going to finish that lesson. A lot of your guilt will disappear. When the person is seeing their past life, are they seeing it? like first person through their own eyes in that lifetime, or are they seeing it in third person, like seeing themselves separate from themselves? Good or question. is it both? When, as I tell people when I start with them, that when you start off with your first past life, there seems to be no rhyme or reason, Jeff. Sometimes you'll start off, look through the eyes, sometimes you'll start off watching them. Now that threw me off at first because I was thinking of logic, you know, like it's like looking through a camera lens. Mm-hmm. Then I got reminded that our energy is actually all around us too. It gets thinner and thinner. Like you can walk into a room and feel tension or happiness. So what happened is, is that when you start in the first one, I'll ask you, I'll find out if you're looking through the eyes or watch yourself with a very, very neat method. I'll say to you, are you looking through the eyes or watching yourself? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not difficult. If you're looking through the eyes, I'll say, move outside of that person and observe yourself. See, a lot of people, I've had people tell me that that they were told that uh, when they start off, you know, like to find a mirror to see what you look like. The cavemen are still looking for their mirrors. Mm-hmm. Or uh, look at your feet. Well, that really tells you why you don't, you know, like porridge or I have no idea. No, you can move out and observe and there's so many methods out there that i can't believe i've been t- hear things like you're going to go down a corridor and find doors and you pick the door that you, i say like come back when you found a door you like my system is so logical your subconscious computer go to the long one that's the cause boom you're there 
how difficult is that? So if you're out looking through the eyes, then I have you move out. And then I'll see for the rest of that session, start with watching. It saves time because it's easier to describe things that when you're looking uh, outside of that person. Okay, so it's better for the person to be watching it as a third person than watching it through their own eyes. That's what you're saying? Well, yes, it's easy to describe. When I say to you, like, are you tall or short or what are you wearing? Like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit difficult. So it's easy to move out. And you know, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier. You can watch it and describe it. Plus, also, you can see more around you. Mm-hmm. And I say, I remind people in the energy form, you can move around. You can go right above and look around because some people think, well, I can't see their face. I'm stuck there. No, you're not. Just go around. Mm-hmm. And if they're in a really nice house and a nice room, and I say, how big is the house? And they go, not very big. And I say, move out. And oh, it is pretty big. So you can move around and and observe. So it's a better to you know move move out and watch themselves yeah very interesting yeah all right before we wrap it up here do you have any message that you would like to share with all of us out here stop taking pills Mm -hmm. (laughs) i have people that take more pills for the side effects of the pills that they shouldn't be taking in the first place yeah your subconscious is is extremely strong but we do hear a lot of brainwashing, you know, t- commercials, take, take this pill, it's the magic pill, and take this though for, because it might have caused you to have this. And that, like, sometimes you wonder which would be better just to suffer with it or to take the pills. But the main thing, the best thing is just your subconscious will work and help you because we have con- power suggestion. Stop listening to people that are negative and Basically, it's working. Oh, a little quick one. If you have birthmarks, they're not birthmarks. They're death marks. Mm. <laughs> They'll be where you've been shot, stabbed, that kind of stuff. Somebody asked me about that. Mm-hmm. Different things, too. Cracking. Like, I get people that do come in and say, I got nothing wrong with me. Just wanted to check it out. Every person that's done that, within 10 minutes, I'll have about five items for them to, to check on. Because they didn't realize some things can be fixed. So... Sessions, yes. Get a hold of me for a session. It doesn't mean you have to book one right away. I'll just get in, get in touch with me and I'll explain more about it. Because what it is is that you have to come to one of my talks. Or I have actually had my talk videoed not long ago at a, uh, a Questers conference. So I send that to people, no charge, so they can watch that. And this, this way they'll know better about you know what they want to work on. And then work on, work on, uh, work on Skype. Skype is really good. It's not hard to get. Mm. Since, uh, what's that place? Uh, they used to drop, the calls used to drop, but Microsoft bought it, so they fixed mm-hmm. it up a lot better. Mm. So I'm looking at my little list. Libido. There's another thing. We get a lot of stuff from dungeons. Actually, you'd be surprised what we get from dungeons. They weren't mm. very nice to us in the dungeons. Guy cracking his knuckles at one time. I said, it's annoying. He says, what? I said, cracking. I said, oh, it loosens them up. Well, if it did, why don't we all crack our knuckles? Get away from it. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, in a dungeon, they were cutting his fingers off. Mm-hmm. So his in his con- current lying, mind, life, the reason he cracks them is to make sure, without realizing it, that they're still there, being reminded. Mm-hmm. Arthritis is also getting parts smashed up, and then you end up, you, your hands are like that. And then I've had people just start moving their hands for the first time in six years correctly. Libido was a funny one. First time, years ago, when somebody said I got poor libido. And I was thinking, is that a car or something? <laughs> mm. Four-door libido. But it was actually sexual desires. 
dungeons are the problem because unfortunately if you're a a uh, prisoner in a dungeon which they usually didn't give you like you're out in ten, you know a week or a month or something usually you died there but the guards who are not nice people they aren't therapists they're not social workers they're nasty people would rape the women often daily mm-hmm. now think of the logic if you've been remember life's not finished and you've been raped and sex becomes numbing or, not, or nothing often we bring that into our current life so that can also be adjusted with, hmm. with my sessions too. Nail chewing. You ever heard of people chewing their nails? Yeah. Dungeons. They didn't feed you well. So hmm. people would chew their nails because it was something to sort of digest. There's so many different things. Going to sleep is that it can help you with that. Often we were killed in our sleep. So that's why sometimes we have a hard time going to sleep. So these are all things that that uh, what I do can help you. That's awesome. So the message is, give me a shout. <laughs> we need more people out there to help people. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It sounds like this is something that everybody needs. Uh-huh. And it's so simple. The look in their faces when they say things like, like this one guy with the lower back, when I say they'll move your back, he said, whoa, did you hear that? And his back really cracked. That will happen a lot when I do have you move around because your bones will start realigning. When he stood up at the end of the session, he says, I haven't stood this tall for 12 years. That's how it held it. And it was that he had fallen off a horse mm-hmm. in a past life and broke his back. But it was what he was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember offhand, but uh, life wasn't, they, the, the uh, lesson wasn't finished. So it does drag the stuff with us. Easy mm-hmm. to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Chris, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. I really appreciate it. I wish you massive, My pleasure. I wish you massive success with your books, with your CDs, with uh-huh. your training. I hope you get lots and lots of people out there trained. Uh-huh. And, um, and it can be done online. It's one-on-one. And, okay. Yeah, and I, and I wish you the best, Chris, and have a great evening. You too. Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Bye for okay. now.